Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. And we are kicking off 2022 on the show with a battle of the babies. It is Maggie Simpson versus Stewie Griffin. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in pugilism, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And here we go. Um, right, so, okay. Fin- so this one's been on the list for a while, hasn't it? This has been. This was one of the very, very, very first ones we put on the list. Oh God! Like way back when we first had the idea for the show, I think this was one of the first ones put down. For some reason, we've never got around to it. Yeah. Um, and it's just about we've got around to it tonight because neither of us have done any preparation for anything. <laughs> um, my house is upside down at the moment, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. So strap yourselves in, listeners. At best, this show <laughs> tends to <laughs> tends yeah, we... to go off the rails. So yeah. We meander a little bit at the best of times. Yeah, who knows where this is going to go this evening? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was on. It's been on the list for a very long time. We we have we've done some stuff with the Simpsons before, I think. Yeah, we did yes. Simpsons and Flintstones, didn't we? All that. Yes, right, yeah. I don't fuck knows. That was so fucking long ago. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, we've never got around to it. So um, we're I, I guess then we're excluding everyone else from both. Families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so. Obviously, they're both babies. All right, so so there's going to be limited movement for both of these. Uh, well, except, you, you well, say that. I mean, Stewie's bipedal, though, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, well, Maggie is for the most part as well. I mean, the problem with this one, when we put this on the list, I mean, obviously, both shows have been going for a long fucking time now. I mean, Simpsons, I think, is in its, like, 34th year or something like that. Family Guy's been going for 20 years, which is just fucking baby my sweet. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah, the first series was 1998. Um, possibly ninety nine, um, but yeah, it was pre. Uh, it was because their start of season two, they did a Y two K episode. Um, and the problem I have with this, and I've not kept up with it with either show as much as I'd like to have. I mean, with the advent of Disney Plus, I've sort of started to catch up with Simpsons. I think I, I sort of tailed off about twenty ten uh, with both shows. Um, the problem is the Stewie character has evolved so much. And by evolved, I mean they've just lost the entire character, and now he's just a procession of gay jokes. Um, that when this first went on the list, I said we we started when we started the show twenty fourteen, um, and the, those early seasons of Family Guy, the whole thing was Stewie was that he was this rage filled um, genius inside the a toddler's body, and his his entire thing was murder and chaos and death. Particularly focused on Lois, but on a on a wider scale, he you know he was going on to be some sort of dictator, and you know, to a point where they made you know, they made fun of that as, in in the show and as as it went along. But then over the years, he's just become a bit of a foil for Brian to make gay jokes. Yeah, now I I haven't seen an episode of Family Guy in Christ probably ten years. Actually, you know, I was, I was surprised it was twenty years old, but yeah, that's probably about right because I, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. Um no, no particular reason for that. I just haven't. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> whatever reason. I, I was um, the same. It just it, it was whenever it was on, I wasn't around or I didn't have time. And like it's no it's been on one of the ITV channels, it's on ITV two or ITV three all the freaking time now. Hmm. And they're all new episodes, all stuff I haven't seen. But I just don't have time to keep up with it because when we, between this show, the other shows we do, and like life, I don't have time to sit down and watch box sets like I used to. I mean, I'm not, not watching box sets anymore, so I'm streaming. But no, I don't have time to sit down and watch a season at a time or say, right, this week I'm going to watch Family Guy. This week I'm going to watch Simpsons. This week I'm going to watch whatever. Because generally, by the time I come home from work, sort the kids out, 
do whatever prep we need to do for this. I'm like, right, okay, I need to fall off a cliff now. Yeah. I don't have time to sit down and watch TV for hours on end. Yeah, and if you do, you're certainly not going to be spunking half an hour on an episode of Family Guy. Um, so, it's, so yeah, in terms of how that character's evolved, you know, other than, I guess, last time I was watching, yeah, there was, that, like, there's a lot of jokes about show tunes and stuff like that, and it's just general, more camp humour, I think, than anything else, but, yeah, the character, in my mind, anyway, is still very much, like, this this evil genius. Um, mm. he, he almost is, like, Maggie's arch-enemy baby, you know, with the one eyebrow. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he's almost that, just able to walk on two legs, and, I mean, he... He's depicted as a baby, but he's really more of a toddler, isn't he? Is the yes, thing. he is. Yeah, like, you, you'd probably put it. And... You'd probably put if you, if you were looking to age them, you'd probably put Maggie at about a year and him at about eighteen months, pushing two, you know, pushing to two years old. Now, there's a there's a in terms of baby development, there's a substantial difference between the two of them. Yeah, until you get into Maggie being really fucking dark. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because on paper, straight away, you're like, well, yeah, but Stewie's like an evil little dictator. So, you know, yeah, and a genius got... who makes time machines and ray guns. Yeah, he's going to have a mean streak and stuff like that. But then, yeah, once you dive into Maggie and you get past it, I mean, that's the whole thing with Maggie. Once you get past the sweet exterior, like, yeah, yeah she's a fucking piece of work. And, and, and again, I mean, talking of the ways of characters have evolved, that's gone the other way. Whereas Maggie started out as being kind of. A back, no, not not so much a background character, but she was just sort of there, mm. um, and you know she was with the rest of the family, so she was front and center. But it was always the bar show, and then it became the Homer show, um, and Maggie never really had a chance. And then you, as they built up towards the film, which was what 2007 ish, um, they started giving Maggie a bit more agency in, in the show, and they started making more, you know, making more of Maggie as a character, and to a point now where with the Disney Plus stuff, they're actually giving her her own shorts. I was just about to bring that up, actually. Yeah, I mean, I I said I haven't watched Family Guy for about 10 years. I don't think I've watched a new episode of The Simpsons. Fucking hell, probably for 15 or 20 years. Um, I I really fell off The Simpsons once Homer became the stupidest human being on the planet. Like, yeah. they really drove that fucking into the ground. It, to it the seems point to where be an American show thing, actually. I mean, um, not, not, just, um, not just Simpsons, but if you look at stuff like Friends, they did it with Joey. Yeah. No, they yes, just completely they threw him yeah. off a cliff. And yeah. they, by the end of that show, they'd made pretty much all of the characters complete caricatures. Yes. Um, and it's, the Simpsons have done the same. They've gone right. Okay. What? No, Marge is no Marge is a homemaker, but she's really dissatisfied and no, disgruntled. And so we'll give her something. We'll give her these wacky things to go off. Like they, and I've, I have, I've got to be honest. Since they've come onto Disney Plus, I have started watching them again. I've probably watched the, the most recent four, four or five seasons. Um, and again, you know, because they are easy, you don't have to concentrate on them. I can, I can stick them on while I'm doing something else. And you know, every now and again, you, you're going to get the same ones. You had Marge becomes a cop. Marge becomes a you no. Know, Marge sets up a pretzel business. Marge doesn't know all this stuff. And then, in most more recently, she um, started selling medicinal weed um, because it's topical and also gives Marge something to do. And yeah, they just kind of went right. We've got these. You know, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. They've been on the air for like 15 million years or whatever it is. It's got to be hard to come up with new ideas. So, so yeah. uh, and you know, you, they are, the seasons are getting shorter. Whereas they used to be 24, 25, 26 episodes. Now they're 15, 16, 17. So you know, it it must be hard to come up with you know with the ideas and keep you know, to keep it relatively fresh. And I think the problem is they have resorted to to um, the caricatures. And you can always tell if you're having one of these episodes where it's going to be a Marge episode or a Lisa episode where Homer and Bart will have some wacky exploit, some wacky mm. business venture, which will be completely not worth it and will completely backfire. But it's always the same. So we had Lisa, the president, you had Bart and Homer looking for um, Lincoln's gold in the lawn of the White House and stuff like that. And they always kind of do that. So they have these formula now where you say, right, OK, 
it's an Easter episode, so we know what we're doing. It's a Bart episode, we know what we're doing. Um, and Maggie is probably the only character who's really changed uh, for the better in the show. Because I say Homer became a dumbest bag of rocks mm. to a point where, and like I know they did crossovers. I haven't seen any of the crossovers they did with Family Guy, actually. Um, no, they did Simpsons Guy and stuff like that a couple of years ago. Not seen any of those. Um, but yeah, you just kind of get the impression they don't really know what they're doing with these characters anymore. And I know it's no, it's it's week to week. It's not linear at all. No, there's there's no, there's very little follow through on it. You'll get a couple of things that will pay off a couple of years later, like you know, the fact that Skinner's not really Skinner, and every now and again that comes up in a, in a very offhand sort of way. Um, but generally, you go week to week, and, and nothing really matters, um, apart from the fact that you know, Homer gets dumber and other mm. people get more cynical. But Maggie yeah. becomes this. You know, Maggie has gone from being kind of just like set dressing mm. to almost you know, almost being the sort of the almost sort of the 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 underwhelming star of the show, where you're always wondering what she's going to do. Yeah, I mean that's certainly the case with those Disney Plus shows. Like they give her a lot to do. She's clearly yeah. quite a quite an involved character now. And yeah, for me, I I jumped back on when they came around. Um, just because they were on Disney Plus, and I have Disney Plus, so and they're like five minutes long, like and... five minutes long. Yeah, if uh, one of them's one of them's Star Wars themed as well. So I was like, yeah, I'll give that a look. Then there's like yeah. an Avengers one as well. I'm like, I give it. And so yeah, I mean, there were elements of that there with with Mac with Maggie before I dropped off the show. Like she was starting to become something other than just the the baby that is attached to Marge's hip the whole time. Essentially, yeah. she was almost like an accessory for Marge in those early shows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's definitely evolved into this almost sort of baby genius herself, really. Yeah. Um and. <laughs> As you say, uh, definitely on the at best chaotic neutral side of the scale, if not possibly chaotic evil, um, because like she, there seems to be very little kind of thought about consequence when you see her actually. She's just, I mean, she's a baby, so yeah. it, it is just she will do what she needs to do to get the result that she needs and. You know, the, the ever escalating war with the with the monobrowed baby as well just gets sillier and sillier and sillier and more and more yeah. and more violent. Whereas I think you're right, Stewie's even looking back to the seasons that I did last watch of Family Guy does seem to have charted his arc the other way where he starts off as as like basically a, a psychopath. Yeah. And and that kind of gets diluted down further and further and further as he gets pushed further and further yeah. further to the forefront of the show. Um and yeah, it, I do certainly remember before I dropped off Family Guy, there were entire episodes where it was just Brian and Stewie, which is very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it does sort of neuter the character slightly, no pun intended, considering mm-hmm. we're talking about Brian. But yeah. Um, so yeah, what on, what on paper, when you look at it initially, is, is a whitewash, is actually like as the characters have kind of moved, sort of tip the scales in either direction they are almost sort of meeting in the middle now yeah where it's like when you talk about advantages one else over the other like the, the initial thing that i can see is only the only thing stewie has going for him over maggie is that he does he is able to walk upright and yeah and, and he, he moves very well as well yeah yeah and he is able to communicate he, you know he's verbal whereas yeah. maggie is very much just sucking dummies and crawling around the floor yeah. um however i also feel there's an element with with stewie of of the evil mastermind thing like it almost puts him into that bond villain thing of like well he's too eccentric to yes. actually see a plan through because he's whereas maggie's slightly colder more calculating she's yeah. she's more of a serial killer then well it's, it's interesting actually you say that i mean if you look at them as well when when they're playing babies in in, in the show when they're, when they're not being you know, calculated and all the rest of it, you've got 
Maggie, on the one hand, who's always no, she's always sucking on the on the pacifier. She's always sort of you know she she'll it's almost like she's cruising like you know like a, like a newly walking child and she's she can step a bit and then she'll fall flat on her face and then get mm -hmm. up and do it again or she'll crawl around and so we'll have all of that and then you get when when nobody's looking you get these episodes like the um maggie's great escape where she's in the daycare and she goes after the dummy and she leads the rebellion and all this sort of stuff where when she's no when nobody's looking or when things go against her she hardens up almost like and i, I, I use this very sort of loosely but like an, an, a neglected child who doesn't cry anymore because no no help is coming mm -hmm. she she almost goes that way whereas stewie is a punk ass little pussy bitch where you know he skins his knee and he, he cries for his mummy yeah, I think there's an element of, again, going back to this whole kind of um, Broadway show tune thing that they seem to have built into the character now as well. There is an element of performance to that as well, though. There is, mm. there is an element of it not being so much genuine as I can use this to get attention. And with attention yeah. comes favour and with favour comes whatever it is that I ultimately want to get. Um, so I, I think that's slightly more calculated than just being a bitch. Um, I but, think some, sometimes, I mean, they again, as, as you go through it... as 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 the character has changed, you've done that. I mean, you had um, you do see bits of them. So I, I I see it with my kids all the time, where you know somebody flicks the other one, and all of a sudden they try to push them down the stairs. Or by the time it, you know, by the time they come down and tell on the other one, it's then somebody threatened to shoot me or stab me or whatever. I was like, fucking, no, really, what happened? I poked me. Okay, well, fuck it, I am. So it, there there is certainly an element of that in it, but there are times where um, I think. Do you remember the um, the Kevin and Perry sketch on Harry Harry and Philip Chums where um, the big boys came and stole the stereo and Kevin the teenager? Um, yep, yep. There's elements of that where it's like he doesn't actually know how to respond to things. Yeah, so he's, he's like just, emotionally stunted essentially. Yeah. So, he, yeah. so he goes from being that I'm going to kill you, damn you, vile woman, to bursting into tears and not knowing where he is and what he's doing, and he just wants his mum. And it's. I know sometimes, sometimes you say sometimes it does feel calculated and, and, and forced, and sometimes sometimes it does feel real with him. But mm. you never get that with Maggie one way or the other. Ma like Maggie doesn't often cry. They, no, no. they don't depict Maggie crying at all. No, there is an element, uh, and again, we have to use these terms loosely because we're not wishing to judge anybody here. So we are we are talking in a very stereotypical manner, and neither of us are really qualified to talk about these things. But there is there is definitely uh, an element of of the psychopath to Maggie's behavior. There's definitely a, an element of not really caring or understanding or being emotionally yeah. attached to these actions. Whereas, yes, I think you're right, Stewie, whether he's calculating a means to an end or whether he's having an emotional reaction to mm. something that's happened, he's still very much reacting in the moment. Whereas Maggie's able to be slightly more detached from that. It, yeah. it always seems to be, you know, and so it's played off that way as well, you know, where she might take the dummy out to, to gesture and then put it back in straight away uh, without even thinking about it. You know, it's it's not like it's uh it's not like it's a fuck you or anything like that. It's yeah. uh oh I need to put this back in now before I'm found out essentially. Yeah. And, and I, so I, sometimes I, you do get bits like you know, where she'll twirl it around like like a gunslinger. Yeah, she'll twirl it around her finger and shove it back in. And and you're right. I mean, if you look at the you go back to the movie um and spoilers for a film that's you know, 15 years old. Um, but when at the end of that. Homer and Bart are about to get uh, about to get their comeuppance, and she pops up behind the EPA guy and shoots him in the, sh in the back with a shotgun. Mm. And then she just throws the shotgun away and crawls back down, and Marge picks her up, and everything's fine again. But there's there's very much a look between Bart and Homer, which is what the fuck was that? Yeah. And you do get, and they do play on that. So I, 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 certainly after the movie, for the couple of years after I, I I did sort of keep up with it, they did play on that more. 
and there was this element to Maggie which was like, okay, she's a little bit dangerous. We don't really know what's going to happen next with her. And I mean, that probably started with who shot Mr. Burns. I was going to say, I mean, let's not forget she shot Mr. Burns as well. Well, I mean, the gun, the gun kind of <laughs> went off in her hand. She didn't actually pull the trigger at that point. But, but maybe yeah. that maybe that was the start. I mean, the, yeah. the problem with tracing a character in The Simpsons as opposed to Family Guy, and both are episodic, don't get me wrong, and, you know, Stewie will be a, a perennial baby, same as Maggie is, but I feel like there is more there's more character arc to, to Family Guy. There is more inbuilt character development and they they call back to earlier episodes more and mm. events from yeah. earlier episodes more than The Simpsons does. The Simpsons, each episode exists in its own episodic bubble, really. Yeah. Like we get to know these characters and who they are, but there never seems to be a real cause and effect. to it. Like unless a character's going to get written out or, yeah. or someone's going to die or something like that, there's not really a lot of cause and effect in The Simpsons. So No, I mean, what, you will occasionally get a call back. Um, and I say it'll be, but it'll be a single line. It'll be, no, somebody will do something and say, oh, yeah, like that time you did that. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. You know, and it, it's kind of that. It's, no, it's, it's never acknowledged. It's, no, it's not on a timeline. It's just right. We you know Springfield is its own little microcosm and it, you know, it's been 1989 forever. Yeah. So so I think, you know, when, when we do get those moments, um, they, they kind of stand out. And, and looking back on it now, you sort of think, well, maybe that that moment there, that gun going off uh, in, in Who Shot Mr. Burns, maybe that's the flashpoint for Maggie. Maybe that's yeah. the point where she's exposed to violence at a very, very young age. Uh, and all of a sudden, it just becomes this bloodthirsty maniac who shoots people with shotguns, arranges breakouts from daycares, fights with mm. lightsabers. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, she's almost like, and, and I've not seen it, but this is what I imagine it's like, but she's almost like the evil version of Boss Baby. Where is she? <laughs> I've not seen the boss baby, but I assume it's a baby being a boss to other babies. I don't know. There's kind of a business side to it. It's the whole thing. It's weird. It looks shit, so I haven't watched it. I've, but, I've not but, seen the film. I've seen a couple of episodes of the show, and thankfully my kids, they went, oh, this is fucking rubbish. I mean, I, so could, I haven't I, watched it since. I could be miles off the mark there, okay? But it, but it, it just gives me this, this feeling with her of just like, she's she's the Don then, if you like. You know, she she's the absolute alpha of the, of the little Springfield baby microcosm. Yeah, and then you know the you got one bro who's yeah, yeah yeah he's he's basically the the warring family. You know, yeah. no, you don't really get any of that with Stewie. Again, he's his. It's funny, isn't it? It's it's almost it's almost uh, a kind of a walking contradiction thing where his whole character is built around kind of world domination and he's going to be an evil genius and stuff like that. Yeah, he exists in a in much more of a kind of familial microcosm of actually like he's not going to affect anything outside the four walls of that house. No, I mean, that kind of shows there's an episode probably in season three, two or three where um. Peter and Lois decide they're going to try and have another baby. And so he shrinks himself down, like in a space style, goes inside Peter and winds up meeting his sperm self. And, and basically, the, the, it becomes this whole point where he decides actually, you no, know, his whole thing is, I won't be the baby anymore. So I'm going to go in and eradicate all Peter's sperm. But then the, the sperm are all you know, manned by you know, fighter pilots um, because you know, why not? And so he meets one of these, these other babies. And all of a sudden, he decides actually it would be really cool to have a little brother who, uh, who I can influence. And so mm. then he, you know, he then um, he then leaves Peter's body, and during that time, um, Peter and Lois don't have sex, and Peter decides to go and knock one out in the bathroom because he's he's halfway there. Um, and that, if you look at that, that in itself, no, that's that's it's an easy joke. But from Stewie's perspective, he's not even able to influence his household; he cannot influence no. anything. And it just no, it, 
it just it's it's a, it's a nice little metaphor for how how completely impotent he he actually is for all his technology, all of his brain and his cunning and his calculating and his genius. He cannot even stop his father having a wank. Uh, yeah, and and that is that is the right word I think for him. It, it, it it's impotence. You know, he is a perennial loser actually, mm. despite the fact that he's got these diligence of grandeur. Like he's he's never going to amount to anything with them because, you know, I mean, we're talking about a baby here, so you know, we got to give him a fair crack of the whip at life. But it, it certainly seems the character at the moment like he's never going to exist outside of of the Griffin family. You know, he's never. Yeah. Like he's he's barely I mean, going to make a dent in in Quahog, let alone. Yeah, and I mean they they did some episodes. So the Stewie and Brian episodes. Um, there was one where Future Stewie was involved, and he was exactly the same. He was a lonely. Mm. He he was lonely. He was sardonic, and he was an old man. Yeah. You know, he never he never had the children. He never had the family. He never achieved anything, and he was mm. just kind of this old man who was instilling Quahog. Yeah. And, he, Whereas yeah. you, you know you, you you trace Maggie's path through, and she's either going to be in jail or ruling the world, um, yeah. Because it's, because she does just she just has this way of manipulating the other babies, which is just going to follow her through life. You know, yeah. that's there was a and and she, and she has the the um so the the most sort of street smart cunning as well. I mean, if you look at Stewie, you know, Stewie's all very much grand plan. As you said, he's a Bond villain. It's mm. all big plans, big machines, big effort. And if it pays off, yeah, great. But actually, it never pays off because there's always you know, somebody who's going to foil it. But you look at the um, uh, look at Maggie with the um, the Great Escape episode and the the short, the um, the longest daycare short, where yes. she's trying to protect the um, the butterfly. Yes. And you kind of she had no, she's able to outsmart Monobro. Yeah. Multiple times in order to escape him and to keep it you know, to keep him away and keep him from hurting the butterfly before, until she can release it. Mm-hmm. Where Stewie wouldn't do that. Stewie would no. You, you just get the impression Stewie was trying to do that and ended up dropping a bookshelf on himself or something well, and flattening the butterfly yeah, himself. Yeah. He, he would come at it like hammer and tongs straight away. He would build some sort of contraption that's going to maybe flatten Monobrow but end up flattening the butterfly in the process, whereas Maggie yeah. Yeah, plays the long game and and thinks things through. She's more calculating. Um, and, and, you know, in, in a direct fight between the two of them, you can, you can directly transfer that to, like, well, Stewie's going to come at her with, with a big fucking mallet on a stick or something mm. stupid like that and maggie's just going to sidestep it and shoot him in the face yeah i mean I, I, think, yeah. I think i think we have alluded to the problem with with the fight between them though is that that developmental difference the fact that i mean stewie yes no he he, he can walk and he can run and he can ride and try to ride track and stuff but actually when you look at some of the episodes and some of the shit they get him doing you know, he he can uh, use the environment. Of they have had bits where he does a little bit of parkour, but you know, sort of climbing over the you know, running over the furniture, or you know, two steps off a wall and jumping on, you know, jumping onto a thing, or jumping into swimming pool stuff like that. So there's a lot more movement there. That side of things, the sort of physical side. If he were to resort, uh, if he if he would you know, deign to lower himself to, mm-hmm. to 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 hand-to-hand combat, then I think he'd have a chance. Apart from that, he's got a big giant fucking head, which Maggie could just batter. But there's there would be a chance there because of that developmental age and that difference between the, the two of them, their abilities to move. But I think yeah, I don't think he would. You know, I don't think he would lower himself to that. He would want to be all clever and show. You know, he want to show off. Yeah, I, I would agree. This, this is more a battle of wits, I think, yeah. than it is a physical battle. I think in a physical battle, you're right. Stewie's got the the speed, if you like. It's not really speed. It's more it's, it's, it's dexterity, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and that counts for a lot, as we've said in in many fights before. You know, he's he's got the dexterity; he can literally run rings around Maggie. So in a physical fight, like she, yeah. I think she'll absorb a lot of punishment. And, and well, she's almost daughter, so you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, she'll sit there, wait for the opening. 
you know like you, you can almost see a sort of just sitting there waiting for the opening and then spitting out the dummy and just biting his nose off or something yeah um but you know he's he is going to be able to, to duck and weave I, I think it is far more of a it's almost a war of attrition here it's like which one of these is actually going to concede to the other one first yeah. because maggie's going to be playing the long game of it there's an element uh, of tactics to it you know where she's going to be kind of outmaneuvering him of like well he's gonna want to do this which means i need to do that and he's gonna bring this to the table which means i need... but having said all of that what is off the table for her here which is which is quite um a big thing for her in, in a lot of the maggie centric episodes is she isn't going to have that ability to act as a ringleader for all of the other babies because this is one-on-one yeah so she is on her own here. Yeah, and we but I mean, don't if you, allow guns. No, so. but I mean, if you look at the um, the longest daycare short again, coming back to that, I mean, yes, there are other people there, but she doesn't utilize them. She utilizes the environment. She uses she utilizes the toys that True. are there. She utilizes. True. There's, um, I think there's like a. I I'm trying to remember. I'm, wasn't there like there's like um, one of those um, automatic Hoover type things, another one of the robot yeah. things. Like she utilizes one of those for for the timing and stuff. There's an element of that sort of almost that sort of stealth game type of aspect too, where you've got to sneak past without being on a, without being noticed or, or time it to get past it. Um, so there are elements of that. So she doesn't really involve the other people in that one either. So I, I I don't think that's necessarily going to be a huge problem for her. And I think that one of the major advantages she will have is that Stewie will completely underestimate her because he, he will think will. he's so yeah. much cleverer. He absolutely will. I can yeah. do this and I can do that, and he won't he won't take her seriously as an opponent at all. He'll think it's, she's a stupid baby for one of another franchise. Yeah, absolutely that. Um, I think even though they're both relatively evil characters, as we said, at the best chaotic neutral. I, I, said, um, I don't think Maggie's necessarily evil. No, I but think, she definitely, I definitely think she's a psychopath, which puts a firmly chaotic neutral at the very least. Because yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think she's, I don't think she's lawful by any stretch. No, of no, no. Well, she shot a dude in the back with a shotgun. Yeah. So she's she's at least neutral, and yeah, again, she shot a dude with a shotgun, and I yeah, don't I mean, think she fully understands what that is. So that puts her in the realms of chaos. Uh, yeah. But where you know where where I was going with that is, it, despite the fact that they might both skew towards the more evil slash chaotic end of an alignment spectrum, there's an element of Rocky and Drago to this, isn't there? Yeah. I, I don't think we've got a, a whiter than white Rocky in this, but there's a, there's an element of yeah, Stewie coming in thinking he's the absolute best of the best and bringing every technological gadget he can possibly get his hands on. Yeah. To Maggie just utilizing her environment and just yeah. and turning the environment against Stewie and turning his technology against him, um, yeah. because she's got the smarts and she's got as as you said earlier, crucially, she's got the street smarts because you yeah. also get the impression that Stewie is is that baby that never played with any of the other babies. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, they they make a thing of that. He like he doesn't know how to play with other kids. Yeah, like I know he's not, but he is the stereotypical only child, isn't he? And I can say that as an only child. But he is (laughs) he is the stereotypical like don't touch my shit. I don't know who you are. You're full of germs. I don't want to go anywhere near you. Cannot socialize. You know, if if Maggie's a psychopath, he's almost a sociopath. Yeah, uh, in that he just cannot function in society. Like he's yeah. And when he tries, it goes spectacularly wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, his only friend in the world is a dog. Yeah. So and like you know, know his his responses to things, while childlike and and humorous, they're again they're typical. Um, I've not got my way. I'm going to punish. I'm going to lash out. Mm. So yes, it, I think it's in Road to Europe where the um, it's I think it's the only episode 
and Brian St Stewie runs away to go to um, join the cast of a TV show because he doesn't realize it's a TV show. And there's a woman on there who's um, she's like the epitome of sweetness and light. She's you know, she's like Mother Mary, and every all the kids want to flock to her. And then when they get there, she's actually an alcoholic with dodgy teeth because you know, that's how they portray British people as having dodgy teeth and bad breath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Accurate. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. Um, and yeah, so his response to that breath. is dodgy teeth. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the response to that is, well, well, should we go and get some McDonald's? No. Should we go and take a dump in his shoes? Yes. It's a, I'm, I'm, I've been slighted. I'm going to lash out. I'm going to punish whoever it is has not let me have my own way. And that's, I say, I say it's that stereotypical only child. I think the, the way you look at it, there's such a difference in age between the other two. Like the other two are almost adults. Yeah. Um, whereas Stewie's a baby. Where when you look at Bart, Lisa, and Maggie, is what there's what. Nine years between yeah, the three of them. Closer, yeah, they are they, closer they, in age. Yeah. So and no, it's, it's still a big difference between a ten-year-old and a one-year-old, but you know, it's 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 easier to manage that way because you know, even the older kids, they're still kids. Yeah. And so that no, that's a different no, that's that's a big difference as well. So Stewie is very much treated like an only child. He's the only he's the only child in the family at that point. So yeah, yeah he yeah, you're right. He just no, he doesn't he doesn't share. He doesn't know how to do things with other people. He doesn't know how to respond. And anytime there is any interaction with other kids, he either becomes completely obsessed and infatuated with them, or he goes the other way to a point where he's repulsed by them and he won't do anything with them. He won't go near them. Yeah. So I, I think his reaction to Maggie is quite key to how he's going to approach this, really. And I, yeah. and I think for Maggie, it's about what environment is this happening in? You know, as we've discussed yeah. so many times here, like what has she got at her disposal? Now, bearing in mind they're both babies, I'm tempted to say it is going to be a, a daycare centre or something of that ilk. Um, Put them in soft it, play. They can, one of them can bury the or other even, the even Yeah. I mean, soft play. Yeah, I think... Maggie, too young for soft play. Is there an age limit on soft play? I don't. Know they have different things. areas. I don't have children. They, I, I they, just have, they have like, like the baby areas. Do not like, lose a baby in a ball pool. I well, don't you know. take that. You take them in there. I don't know if they can't move themselves, but you know, they have like sensory areas. So there'll be stuff they can. You could, you could, for example, you could lie a baby down, and there'll be different, different materials and shit. So they, they touch things, and they make different noises, and they feel different. There's, so they, they range. You now they go up from basically new, well, not quite newborn, but all the way up to like you know, stuff for like twelve year olds and shit. And then they go off and you know, snort whatever they you know, stick deodorant up their nose and fucking you know, smoke and snort chew it and all that outside the spa. <laughs> or is that just me? Um, I don't know if I ever stuck deodorant up my nose. Shoe yeah, polish. Never stuck deodorant. deodorant. Uh, yeah. Shoe yeah. polish. Yeah, it's all in. I used to shoot deodorant because if you shot the can with an air rifle, it would go off like a rocket. Mm. But I can't say I've ever sniffed deodorant. I used to sniff shoe polish. Um, I would say high as polish. a fucking kite sniffing shoe polish. Yeah, we too poor for shoe polish. We, we, we just used to nick the markers from school and colour them in. <laughs> wasn't what, that bad. You, you could have gone with water shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't anyway, that bad. But yeah, off, completely off point. But yeah, so our fucking misspent youth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, some sort of play centre or soft player, no, anywhere like that, no, they. You, you do get them small, very small children in them. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. So we figure it And it's a bitch. It means you can't you can't go on the slide because there's little kids on it. I mean, if this Ruben is soft, fucking fun. <laughs> if this is soft play, then this is basically gladiators, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you got two of them just fucking smashing each other with great big padded sticks and throwing balls at each other and yeah. all sorts of things. 
Um, now, I think if they're fighting in soft play, like Stewie's got that again, that dexterity advantage, like he can be yeah. maybe parkouring a bit off walls. Yeah, there, like there are, there are, there are, there will be like you know, nets and ladders and things you can climb up and frames and stuff. Whereas Maggie sort of does stuff like that, but not very well. No, but we're very, I see Maggie approaching this very much as of like actually giving him the first. I mean, we're not talking in rounds here, so I'm just talking metaphoric, but just giving him the first few rounds, if you like, letting him get a couple of licks in. Let him and get just watching his, so. Yeah, let him get confidence, watching his movements, working out where he's going, working out how he's thinking, because there's definitely an element of that with her. Yeah. And, and then I, just I, taking I also the it. one perfect shot, just picking yeah. the ball up and just walloping him in the side of the head yeah. with it, you know. Has he got sides of his head? Are they points? Uh, yeah, I get all right. Yeah, they probably are points. So maybe grabbing both of those and just oh, she hasn't got a knee, she can't bring it up into a knee. But uh, do you know what I mean? Just, just waiting for that moment to just take like yeah. she will pick her shot. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I've kind of got the visual of the bit where she's and she's in the ball pool, she just sort of, yes, exactly. Yeah, just sort of rises out of it, just watching him and sinks back down again. Yeah, like goes full Lara Croft on him and just rises slowly out of the ball pool and just fucking breaks his neck or something, you know, just, like you can. Yeah, you, you can just see her being more. Whereas he, I think, is going to go all guns blazing immediately. He's just going to run into the ball pool and just go fucking full on chaos immediately. Just pick everything up, throw everything at her. You know. Now the the biggest problem they're both going to have, I think, is that you put them in that sort of environment where there's a ball pool they can get into, and within five seconds they're going to be completely distracted and just chucking the balls around and you know, doing like snow angels and shit. Well, I mean, yeah. But the whole point is they have to have a fight, so yes, we just have to yeah. <laughs> we just have so, to allow we'll it. Let, yeah, you let them do that, and then when they I mean, the, that, I they mean the other, yeah, the other thing with this is like yeah, they may be distracted because kids get easily distracted, but also kids will both babies in this instance will will both make friends and fight quicker than anyone on the fucking planet. Like yeah. they put them both in a ball pool together, they'll instantly be friends and start playing because there's another child. But if one of them looks at the other one wrong, or I wanted that red one. The wrong color, yeah. Then all, they all the other red fight. ones can fuck off. I wanted that red one, yeah. and you've now yeah. got in your mouth. Yeah. So, so a fight can literally blow up out of nothing. Yeah. So I don't think there's any worry about the the how no. or why they're fighting. It's no. a case of their children; they will fight. Yeah. Like at some point, most adults sort of grew up, or even most older children grew up and understood that you can't just fight because you want to and i think yeah. that that's kind of the difference between people who exist outside of society and people who live inside of society is just that that switch for whatever reason yeah where they just never realize that actually no you can't just have the red crayon <laughs> sometimes you have to have the green crayon and make yes. do you know um but children don't have that at all no. So and the, yeah. it's it's quite funny. I was reading something not too long ago, um, because obviously with number two and some of the issues with with him, um, but there's a thing up. There's a theory about sharing. The whole thing that you, when when you're really small, like you know, parents will make their kids share their toys or share their stuff. And actually, what you're doing is telling your child that their need is less important than somebody else's because somebody else wants the red crayon, so you tell them to share. Mm-hmm. And actually, what you should be saying is, well, no, if you're using it, they can fucking wait. But I mean, we, it... we kind of build this into our kids that that's what you do. It's the polite thing to do. And it's a very fucking British thing to do. I, I appreciate it as well. But yeah, you teach your kids that they, but we don't, you're not trying to share. What you're actually trying to do is give up their thing for the other, for the other kid. And it takes a long time to break that down and get, and get the kid out of that again. So we're the point where they'll stand up for themselves. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's a much bigger discussion. There's a serious element of how early you're teaching your child politics there to get into that as well. Do you want a capitalist or do you want a socialist? Which do you want? Because you can come on either side of the fence there and drill it into them from day one, I suppose. And you can guarantee whichever one you try and choose, you are going to send them in completely the opposite direction. Yeah. So you, you, you need to kind of wrong foot that one. Um yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I taught number number one to be a complete psycho. So now she's all right. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was an only child um, within the means that we had. Um, when I was a child, I, I wanted for nothing, you know, within within the means that were available to me. Hmm. Um, and so I I don't think I ever really got taught that I had to share. And yet I am probably the most left leaning socialist most people know. So that that came out of nowhere like i would i would quite happily give up anything i had if it helped somebody else who was less fortunate than me as long as i could see the means to the end you know i'm not going to go and give somebody 100 quid to buy meth but <laughs> nice try <laughs> but if if i have something that can genuinely help somebody else i will give it up without a thought and that's not me trying to be evangelical or anything like that that's just who i am now i don't think that was ever consciously taught to me but i certainly wasn't taught the opposite either so i i think there's an element of i guess it's society and your upbringing that yeah condition i guess you're right that is conditioned into us as children i don't think it was directly taught to me it was just something that was understood within the social construct of school and everything else like you have your turn and then you let someone else have it and actually if i can give something up that makes someone else's life easier or happier then will do it in for whatever reason but um, you won't give me meth money you motherfucker well no because that's just gonna make us both miserable i'm gonna be down a hundred quid you're gonna lose your teeth <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't mind losing these they're fucking they're fucked anyway lose more teeth i'll give you a hundred quid to go and buy sweeties if that picks <laughs> you up and you're gonna lose your teeth that way yeah. maybe not, isn't, well, sugar's probably just as addictive um, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. What anyway, I'm saying, yeah, yeah I, I think there's a much larger discussion, yeah, definitely, than, certainly than, than belongs on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and I've already, I've already started to reveal politics, which will go way off the rails, and people will write in and complain about politics or something. So, yeah. Um, how the fuck did we even get on to but fighting in a ball pit? But kids yeah, being friends yeah, because so, because kids, yeah, yeah. They, they will just like tell them to share. They're going to rally against it because you're telling them to do it, and that yeah. is just a a childish thing isn't it that again that is it's pushing those boundaries is the thing and again you know it's those it's those adults that are unable to realize that they can't always push those boundaries you know um so yeah i, I don't think there's a there's an element of that to worry about at all with kids you just stick them in the ball pool together you leave them long enough yeah. sooner or later fighting will ensue. yeah definitely like guaranteed um i think when you're talking about kids fighting, if they get into fisticuffs, the one disadvantage that Maggie has is she has long hair. Stewie has none. Yeah. Like she has a target there. He can pull hair. She can't. Yeah. So, I mean, I he has got that massive melon, though. He, he does. But also, Maggie has that disadvantage whereby she's not in trousers. She's in, she's in like a, a romper thing with no feet on it. So she can't kick. No, she can't. She she is very constrained, isn't she? Unless she's fucking putting, baby like, girl. That's what I was thinking. I couldn't think of the so, fucking word. Yeah. Some I I just always think she looks like a fucking glowworm. Yeah. Like, you know, glowworm. Like, uh, but it, unless like if it was Christmas time, they sometimes put her in that kind of star shape romper. Yeah. They, yeah. If they're, if, yeah. If they're um they're out in the, out in the snow, they put in, like the starfish suit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she still 
she hasn't got any exposed digits as such. Yeah. So and but she wouldn't be in that in, if, if they were inside anyway, but too warm. No, she'd be crawling around in the fucking baby grow. Um yeah. but I mean that's just a cloth baby grow. Like if they're fighting nasty enough, sh- sooner or later it's gonna get ripped. Yeah, also. they're gonna be they're gonna be done to nappies, aren't they? They're gonna be yeah. pasting each other in the nappies because Stewie's got fucking um, dungarees as well. And yeah. so they're gonna rip off. So sooner or later, they're just going at it caveman style, or cave yeah. baby style. Um, so I don't I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I mean, diapers are padded, so kicking either one or the other in the nether regions isn't gonna do much. And I mean, realistically, it is one of descended yet, anyway. So true, very true. Um, I I really think it comes down to it does come down to their personalities this one i i, I think, I think so. the physicality of it the fact that they're both babies they'll just knock lumps out of each other all day long i think what it actually comes down to is, is stewie is immediately going to see red yeah whereas maggie isn't maggie is far more calculating she doesn't fly yeah. off the handle that way and i think ultimately that is going to lead her to victory because i think she, i think she'll absorb whatever stewie's throwing at her because i don't think any of it's going to be particularly effective it never yeah. is with him and she's just going to wait for that absolute perfect moment to yeah like take him from behind and just ram a ball into his mouth and choke the fucker mm. i she I, I genuinely think he i don't think he's got a chance really i think he'll do some damage but i think he'll do some damage because i think he, he'll do some allow him to yeah he'll do some damage because he is that much older and that much um that much more um mobile but yeah i, I mean you, anytime you see him squabbling or fighting with anybody in, in Family Guy, it, it's a slap fight. It's you know, that mm. thing where they're slapping hands away. There's no there's no actual fighting involved in it. And as soon as anybody actually lands anything, and it could be as little as a flick or a poke, he's in tears because and no, it's because he doesn't know how to deal with it. I mean, they, South Park made a joke of it with Cartman years ago, whereby he's he's always threatened to beat people up, and then again somebody like taps him in the jaw, and he yeah. just starts crying. And it, it's that sort of thing you can see with Stewie as well. He he would be that kid. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, he absolutely would. He's he's all bluster. Yeah. Like he'd have no clue how to actually throw down. Whereas Maggie, for whatever you want to make of this term, is the best one I can think of. Um, Maggie is more redneck than him because the, because the Simpsons are just more blue yeah. collar and, and down in the dirt. So so Maggie's a little bit more like, no, I'll bite your fucking nose off if I've got yeah. to, yeah. but I will wait until I get an opening and then bite your nose off. Like when when she attacks, she will attack once yeah. and it will be effective. Yeah, and you'll never see it coming. No, and it will fucking hurt. Whereas, whereas Stewie will just blow himself out. He'll he'll just run around not really knowing what he's doing. Yeah. Probably end up forgetting why they were fighting in the first place because he'll just be annoyed at the fact that he's annoyed. And yeah. again, it's that typical toddler behavior of like running around screaming. Why are you screaming? I don't know, yeah, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because again, as we know now with with um, child behavior and stuff like that, a lot of it is because toddlers just can't physically understand the emotions that they're feeling and so yeah. they have no way of expressing those so they just scream yeah they just let it out things and because and, because they're feeling all of these things that they don't understand but stewie's in that phase of development whereas yeah. maggie is still very much in the phase of development of i mean in some ways she's more mature and in some ways she's less developed i guess because she's yeah. not dealing with all of that societal pressure yet of yeah well i've got these brothers and sisters and you know or, or in in Stewie's case, like there's a fucking talking dog here or whatever it is, like she's she's still very much attached to Marge's hip, so she's still a yeah. little bit sheltered from that and is able to process these external factors, I think, a little bit better than Stewie yeah. is. Um, so yeah, ironically, being less developed kind of makes her more, yeah. developed, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of helps. I mean, I, I mean, slightly off topic, but talking about the um, sort of the, the toddler behavior and the response and stuff. There's a, there's some great um, uh, stuff on Reddit. I don't know, things, you know, why, you know, why are my kids mad at me today? 
I said, no, I wouldn't let him pick up any dog shit. I wouldn't let him, I, I wouldn't let him get into the washing machine while it was on. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I no, it's it's that no, it's it's like no. I I wouldn't let him jump jump down the stairs. You know, I wouldn't let him eat pennies. It's all this sort of really stupid stuff as to why their toddlers are having screaming abdabs every two minutes. And all of these are reasons that I don't have children because I, if one came up to me, man, I really want to jump down the stairs. Of course, initially I'd be like, no, and then they would eventually be able to convince me that it's a fucking great idea to the well, point where I'll probably jump down the stairs first yeah i mean <laughs> I, I remember me and my brother used to do it in um not the house that we uh, that my parents are in now but in the house they had previously and in both my grandparents houses because they had straight staircases so it was right i'm gonna jump a fourth step well, if, I, if you're doing the fourth step i'm doing the, do fifth. the fifth yeah yeah well if you're only exactly. the fifth i can do the sixth and it, yeah. we, it would make a game of it and so she would go, go the first until some cunt broke an ankle yeah which we very yeah. nearly did quite a few times because you always catch the bottom step of course you do. Because it never goes as planned. Yeah. That last one, you try and go a bit too far, and you end up catching the heel on the bottom on the bottom step or the second step, depending on how up you are. And then you either 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 go over an ankle or you go head first into the front door. Yeah. It never because ends that, well. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's that's but that's how you learn as a kid. You fuck yeah. it up, and that's and you learn not to do it again. It hurts. Well, yeah. You don't do it again. Yeah. Exactly. There, there is no better teacher than pain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, it, it almost sounds like I'm fucking training a boxer or something there, but it, it's it's true. Like, you fucking hurt yourself. You're like, right, I won't do that again. Yeah, Same exactly. as if you have a close call. I won't do that again, you know? <laughs> probably won't um, do that again. <laughs> probably won't do that again, yeah. I, hopefully yeah. I've learned my lesson. But, yeah, I, and so I think in a roundabout way, Maggie's, yeah, she's less developed, but she's more developed, and I think that is ultimately what he's going to win the fight for, is, is that ability to just step back from it, yes, be more calculated, and just go, yeah, no, you, you carry on, you, you run around, and then eventually just yeah. absolutely, like, I, I genuinely think it's a one-hit kill, I think. Yeah. It's just... Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's ironically, it's, it seems to me that um, the, the episode where Homer became a boxer, Mm. And he let everybody blow themselves out, and then he just pushed them over. Yes, same thing. That's it. Same no, thing. It runs uh, in the family. Yeah. There you go. No, she, she's Homer's daughter. That's going to be her move. So, yeah, you blow yourself up, and then I'm just yeah. going to hit you once, and that'll be it. Do you know what? Do you know what she'd actually do? Because and and I don't know why we haven't hit on this yet. Bearing in mind we're in a ball pool, like I think she would literally just hold him under. <laughs> she would just wait for him to blow himself out, grab that big old melon, and just very slowly. And very, very <laughs> deliberately, just push him under and keep yeah. him there. No, and, I did think of that. The problem with that is obviously there's there's nothing for him to drown in because there's, no. there's air between the balls. But I did think I did think that when I was saying about coming up and just peering over it, that would be the move. Just grab his head and push him and sort of pull him under. Yeah, you can totally see her doing it and just holding him there until he goes limp. Like <laughs> you can full on see it happening. Yeah, I mean, again, if she shoves a ball in his mouth first, like yeah. just choke on this bitch like <laughs> yeah I, I think you're right i think i think it's um it, it's fairly one-sided when you get to it i think i think she's a fucking maniac and i i think there's there's genuinely an interesting show out there about like teenage maggie the serial killer well like, th- I, this is the thing that like, they they've they've had episodes where they've alluded to what maggie will be like as no as, as no when when they're older and they always make the joke about no, well she no, I, no she never shuts up, and no she ne- no she's uh, she no she they they never see her, whereas at the moment she's she's always attached to Marge's yeah. hip. So they make all those sort of standard teenage jokes. But yeah, there's very much a, a show there where you could spin off any three of the kids into some other wacky you no know, 
some wacky situation. I think Maggie was probably the most interesting because they've done so little with her in terms yeah. of exploring episodes of they, they, you know, they've evolved her character. But like Lisa, they've had you know, they've had bits where she flashes forward and she's president and they, they, you know, she's in business and she does all this sort of stuff. Bart, he's a judge, he's a hell's angel, he's all this sort of stuff they flash forward to with him. But Maggie, they never kind of explore. They just make jokes about her based on her baby character. Yeah, yeah, she's a blank slate as such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she would she would definitely be like she'd be doing time sooner or later. Like yeah. she's a she's a fucking mentalist. <laughs> I mean, unless unless she ages out of it, who knows? But she is an absolute fucking psychopath. Well, she she hasn't in the last thirty years, so you know maybe no. she will. Maybe she will. I have no doubt in my mind that she's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Um, so I, I give this one squarely to, to maggie I, yeah I ab- absolutely I, I i kind of thought it would go that way but i wasn't sure how we were going to get there um well i just said i've done normally like preparation for this show is is at best because we, we think it's more fun if we talk these things through and find out where it's going to go but normally at least i'll think through it before we before we hit the air so i've got some moves in my head and i know roughly who i think is going to but because I actually thought we were doing a different show this evening. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's okay. Probably my fault. Me at the moment. Um, I did no preparation for this at all. So I, I, I didn't know which way he was going to go. Uh, I think my gut initially when we first started was saying, oh, it's probably Stewie because he's smarter. And then as soon as we started talking and I, was, and I thought about it, I was like, no, this is this is definitely Maggie. And, I, and I've convinced myself more and more in the, in the talking through it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think 100% I'm giving this one to Maggie. And I think she will 100% murder him in cold blood. Oh, in the most yeah. casual way possible. Yeah, and, I, and then she'll just toddle off, yeah, them. as if nothing's wrong. Yeah. Put, a, put a hands up to Marge, get picked up, and and just leave. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you'll know it. You can almost see it where she'll sort of toddle over to over to Marge, get picked up, and they'll walk out. While behind them, there's flames going off everywhere, and structures yeah. are falling down because of the chaos they've caused, and nobody knows where Stewie is, and Lois is frantic. Yeah, and and Brian sat at the bar drinking a fucking martini. Yeah, like, <laughs> just... hitting on the girl behind the bar. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's how it's going down. This one goes to Maggie all day long. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you've got any thoughts on that, listeners, please uh, get in touch. Let us know uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our uh, our other shows and previous episodes of this one. Wherever you get podcasts from, uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a message, and we'll get back to you best we can. Until next time. See you later.